0: Oh man, I love that sound. Hi everybody, I'm Krista McFarland, this is Market Like a Badass, and we're here today with Natalie Jones, who just cracked open a beer. We're excited for today's podcast because I'm doing my first guest interview And Natalie Jones embodies the meaning of market like a badass. On today's episode, I get to talk to Natalie. She is an entrepreneur, owns multiple businesses, loves beer as much as I do. She's the founder of Beer Feelings and the owner of Rocky Mountain Brew Runs. She's also a moderator for Denver Boss Babe Collective and is a champion for female business owners. So today Natalie the show is going to be all about you. I'm excited to dive in. I'm I, I'm sorry that we couldn't be together. We're still physically distancing cuz COVID-19 is still wrecking the United States. So we're both still in the Denver metro and you know we're still having a beer together. So today we're going to talk about entrepreneurship,
1: fun runs and beer. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> to change my ringtone to like opening a beer because I think that would get me out of bed more effectively than my like current alarm. I, you know, I agree.
0: And I love that sound. I've been like, it's 11 AM too early, but you know, our audience, they could be listening and it's 5 PM. So I think it's all fair game.
1: And really this is on brand. Like if mm-hmm. we didn't have a beer that, and this is all we're talking about branding, we're talking about marketing. So we're just, yeah. So for my family that is listening It's it's definitely afternoon. Right, Kristen? Oh, yeah. Did I say 11 a.m.?
0: I meant 11 p.m. It's
1: actually the middle of the night. No, no. But in (laughs) all seriousness, I on theme, I am drinking a coffee stout, which I've been a little bit nervous to drink at night because sometimes coffee stouts or beers that are brewed with coffee do have a little bit of caffeine Oh. In them. So this is really like so thank you for scheduling this so that I have the perfect reason to dive into this coffee stout from DeBolt Brewing Company. Shameless Plug for them.
0: I love that. Yeah, I'm always up to learn about good local breweries, especially uh being in Colorado, we have a lot to sample. So you plug away. But yeah, so I I want to I want to introduce our audience to you a little bit more. Natalie, I want you to to tell
1: everybody about you, who are you? What businesses do you manage? Sure, sure. So, so my name is Natalie Jones. I'm the owner of Rocky Mountain Brew Runs and Beer Feelings, as Kristen mentioned. And really, what my goal is is I strive to build communities using craft beer as a tool to really bring people together and help them become the best versions of themselves. So, whether it's in Rocky Mountain Brew Runs or Beer Feelings, that's my goal: meet cool people. Drink good beer, have fun, feel good. So, initially, I all a little bit my abridged beer story on how I got here. I initially wanted to be a wedding planner, and in college, couldn't find an internship that would pay. All my parents' friends were like, Definitely work for money, don't work for free because you're worth more than that. And so, kind of serendipitously fell into an internship with Rocky Mountain Brew Runs. Um, The owners at the time were Scott and Lauren Jones, and they had this philosophy on, let's make fitness more accessible. Let's make it fun. And let's almost trick people into thinking, like, this isn't fitness. This is like a fun play date or like, let's bring that notion of play back. And so I was their intern when they founded Rocky Mountain Brew Runs. At the time, I didn't like beer, but when you're 22 years old and someone offers you a drink, you don't say like, no, I don't care for that. I'd rather not. You say, sure. And (laughs) I had a really big ego. I would argue I still have the same ego, but it's a little more tamed now. And so when they would ask me what type of beer I wanted to drink, I was scared of sounding dumb and losing my credibility as an event planner. So I would just point to the top beer on on their tap list. And normally it was a blonde or a Pilsner, like something pretty easy going. And I would always drink them, but I would find about halfway through the beer I was surviving. And mm-hmm. that just, that just seemed kind of silly. I don't eat foods that I don't like. So why would I drink things that I don't like? So throughout my internship, I got to know these brewery owners, they started explaining beer to me in a way I had never experienced before where they said you know okay well how do you drink your coffee do you drink espresso do you drink it with a lot of milk and sugar and they drew parallels to things that I was already familiar with and made it super accessible so kind of along the way learning about beer having a great time with Rocky Mountain brew runs took a little detour into the world of corporate where I learned I learned a ton of stuff, but ultimately found myself back in the land of small business. Scott and Lauren approached me at the end of 2019 and they said, you know, like, we love Rocky Mountain brew runs. We want to keep it going. What if you buy it from us? We're just more excited about other projects. And I went home and I drank a few beers and I talked to my family and my friends and everyone said like, do it, like risk it for the biscuit. Let's go. And so I became the owner of Rocky Mountain Brew Runs on January 1st, 2020. Um, Wow. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's, it, on one hand, I wanted to projectile vomit. And on the other hand, I was so excited at the opportunity, like Scott and Lauren did a fantastic job infusing this community of running and play. Mm -hmm. And now I really like beer. And so from intern, that's like surviving beer. I really grew to love the the craft beverage industry, and I was like, okay, I can I can amp up the like wacky. I can amp up the beer. I can amp up like I can take what they've built and like level up. And then what happened in 2020? I'm sure we all know. If you don't know what happened in 2020, I'm glad you're listening. Ten years from now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in the middle of 2020, I did a lot of day drinking. I think we, I can't speak for everyone else, but the people that I know, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) The people that I know did a lot of day drinking. And in an effort to survive with Rocky Mountain Brew Runs, I talked to the old owners and they said, become a content company, stay relevant, stay entertaining. You're, you know, a captivating personality post it online and see what happens. So I started posting pictures of the beers that I was drinking with accessible captions, similar to the experience that I had when I was figuring out how to like beer. And it really took off. People really resonated with this approachable persona with accessible flavors. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm getting cool engagement now how do I make money on this? And that was kind of day one of beer feeling. So Rocky Mountain Brew Runs to kind of break down break down the businesses. Rocky Mountain Brew Runs is a Denver-based 5K fun run company. So we start and end our three-ish mile runs at breweries around town and then after everybody gets back we play a series of different beer games. So think it kind of has the vibe of like 10 year old birthday party, like in somebody's backyard, but you're a grown-up and you get to drink alcohol. So I love super it. mellow, chill runs. And then beer feelings is really specifically for women who are new to the craft beer space. They're a little intimidated by the industry, but they're curious about it. So on this one, think of it like middle school slumber party. I don't know why I'm having this like quarter life crisis on like, I want to go back to middle school and <laughs> old birthday parties, but that like, I, I want to have fun. So, so yeah, beer feelings is more of a lifestyle brand. We entertain, we educate, we have products and events because it's still a new company. So she's figuring out what she is, but at this point, like at its core, beer feelings is about like, stop drinking crap, stop settling for less, take care of yourself, drink good beer, meet some cool friends. So that's what I do. I drink a lot of beer. I love I it. doing it. <laughs>
0: I've learned a lot just following beer feelings and, and seeing your posts, the captions that you talked about. And, and I've already known beer pretty well, I think. Um, and so I think it, it's a huge testament to what you're doing to continue to help educate people in the beer space in a really unique way. And for for females who sometimes you know want to lean towards wines or something maybe a little sweeter, they don't know how to venture out. And, and what beers to try. So I, I love it. I think you're doing really great things with beer feelings. And I, I will uh, we'll get there and touch base Thank more you. on beer. <laughs> we'll, we'll touch more uh, on beer feelings. But I want to dive in a little bit to Rocky Mountain Brew Runs. Sure. And I know you've, you told your story about how you got into it, which, first of all, I love. Internships are so valuable. And I feel like it's lost on people a lot of times these days. You know, we'll we'll send out, you know, internship positions that are available and get, you know, one or two applications in a month. But if I hadn't interned in college, I wouldn't have gotten a regional marketing manager job for Qdoba, which got me a job at a Fortune 200 company. And it's just such this natural, organic path that people can take. And I feel like maybe people are afraid of the risk or afraid to be potentially taken advantage of and sure. and they miss out on opportunities. So I'm glad you touched on that. Um, and before I, I get into some of the event-specific questions for Rocky Mountain Brew Runs, I really have to touch on this. How do you incorporate your amazing, fun, bubbly personality into your brand while still remaining authentic to you and professional?
1: That's a great question. It's I think part of it is I'm very comfortable in who I am as a person and who I am not. And that's some days that comes really easily. And some days it's a little harder, but I make sure when I'm doing social, when I'm writing emails, like I wrote an email newsletter this morning, which I should like, (laughs) it's called a bruise letter. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) The puns are not lost on me, but I need to make sure like when I am the face of the company, I need to be 100% like, yeah, I'm a badass babe. And like, look at myself in the mirror and do some like finger points and like head swaggers back and forth. Like I need to be on, I need to be the best version of myself if I'm going to show up for other people. And then I think, so I think like start there, start there, be comfortable with yourself. And then as I've explored kind of the space of different personalities, and of course, like. You could easily see Rocky Mountain Brew Runs becoming a more traditional 5K, right? Like yep. it starts and ends at breweries, but you know it could have timing chips. It could have serious t-shirts. Like it could be a very like competitive series. Yep. But when discovering like what flavor I wanna bring, honestly, it's just easier to show up as myself. Like it would take so much more energy for me to go out and try and be someone else. So like to me, showing up and being authentic like, I'm not gonna say lazy, but it's just like, it's effortless for yeah. me to do. So, I would like, if you're out there listening and trying to figure out, like, how do you stand out? Like, just think about, like, why, what compliments do your friends give you? Like, are you the funny friend? Are you the put together friend? Are you the punctual friend? Like, what are you? I'm the friend that tells a lot of stories and the occasional poop joke. Like, that's yeah. the friend that I am <laughs> in my group. So, like, okay cool. my friends like that about me. well, it depends on how many stories I tell. but <laughs> my <laughs> friends like that about me, I bet other people could like that about me in a business sense. So that's kind of where it's all come from. but of course the further you get down into the rabbit hole too, right? Like if I try posting a serious post or a serious newsletter versus one that like leans more into my like dad joke puns personality, like you can see the metrics right there and people are going to be able to see through what is genuine, what is not. So that's, yeah. that's been the core of all of my businesses. And it's just like, it's a lot more fun when you can laugh at yourself and do silly things as a grown up. I love it. I think
0: that's a great attitude to have. And for anybody going into business, you have to, you have to be authentic. You have to be a little bit humbled, right? <laughs> Willing to joke and laugh and make fun of yourself a little bit. We're entrepreneurs. We're we're learning an entirely new space and supporting new audiences every day. So I, I love your attitude. I think it's absolutely awesome. And I have another question. This is more event focused. I don't, if anyone knows me, they know I'm a huge advocate for events. I, I've seen them work time after time from Fortune 200 company to SaaS companies on a global scale uh, to even small small events for a retail business. I mean, events are a top marketing channel. So I want you to talk to our audience about how you're running your entire Rocky mountain brew runs brand around events, like the runs, the brew crew challenge, et cetera.
1: Sure. So I love events like events. Like I said earlier, I like I dreamed of being a wedding planner because it was about events. And when I was in college, when I was in my sorority, I thought it was so cool planning like social events or mixer events. I think events are the ultimate way that you get to help people make memories and yep. you get to control that. And that's almost godlike. Like, oh, maybe that's a little too far. But that, like it's so cool. How often do you get to say like you're shaping someone's life and you're gonna get to be like a Christmas? tail like it was the best of times it was the worst of times and then I got drunk at this festival or you know like that's so cool. So that's always been super super exciting to me. What I like about it as far as a product is you get to control not only what people are like touching and smelling and seeing you get to control how they move you get to control what they hear. So whereas like Let's say you were selling a product or you were using a product or mail or something that people, like you're just getting a couple of senses to get people's attention. That's great. Like, that's awesome. They could have a wonderful experience with you. But if you can control all five of their senses and make it a memory, like what better way to number one, make money? And number two, if you're not making money off of it, they're going to want to spend money with you because you brought them joy. Yeah, yeah, there's there's just nothing that can replace
0: what you just said, which is making memories and creating this really impactful brand experience around beer. Events are just powerful. And and I love what you're able to do, um, not just with the runs, but even with the Brew Crew Challenge, uh, to just keep people engaged and give them a, a unique brand experience with Rocky Mountain Brew Runs. Sure.
1: sure. And I think that's been that's been one of the biggest struggles just throughout 2020 is like, my belief is I don't sell stuff. I sell memories or I sell laughter like this This yes. sounds so hokey, but I sell joy and like truly experiences. So part of the struggle throughout COVID was you can't gather, like you definitely can't gather. There wasn't quite the technology there to create like this impactful virtual experience that felt genuine. And like, just to be totally transparent, when I was doing competitor research, I was looking at their products and I just kept saying like, why are people paying $40 to go walk their dog and buy a t-shirt? And if you did that, and that made you happy, and that got you through 2020, awesome. And I'm happy for you. But I made a promise to myself when I went into business, I would never sell a product that I wouldn't buy. And I'm pretty frugal. And I couldn't bring myself to buy a t-shirt that was probably going to go at the bottom of the t-shirt pile, if I'm being honest, and then go walk my dog bucket. And so that's where like, that's what's been so challenging is like, How do we get like the buzz in the air, the white noise, the smiles, people making friends with strangers, like people doing goofy stuff because they're seeing other people doing goofy stuff. Like, how do we do this? And I think, I think we did it. So that's this Rocky Mountain Brew Crew Challenge that we've alluded to a little bit. It's really all of the joy of Rocky Mountain Brew Runs, but you can do it on your schedule from your house whenever it works for your time. So it's still, we're still running, we're still drinking beer, we're still supporting local businesses, but now we, we have this cool app where you can do all of it. And if you want to do it all at the house, great. If you want to drive around Denver and explore some new breweries with it, awesome. Like it's really, it's just taking like the essence of what's good with Rocky Mountain Brew Runs and making it more convenient and accessible.
0: I love that. I think you're really onto something, especially with the app and, you know, allowing people to, to leverage that so that they can go around and get that brewery experience and, and do some tastings and feel like it's a little bit guided. Uh, now, we talked about some badass brand experiences, but how how do you measure that? What, what results should marketers be tracking at these types of events?
1: Sure. So there's definitely, right, qualitative and quantitative information. Yep. I'm a big numbers person. I have a degree in finance. And as much as I wish everything could be captured with numbers, like sometimes you have to throw a survey out and you have to just sort through the data. So as far as like hard numbers that we can measure, right? How many tickets did you sell? Of those tickets, how did people hear about you? And part of how did they hear about you should include, are they a returning participant or not? right mm-hmm. most of your people yeah. are returning that probably means you're doing something right or if most of your people are referrals from a friend you're probably doing something right so those would be two big metrics just how many people how many people are returning or like that recurring revenue and then i would throw it out and get some you know, get some like verbiage, like give people a text box. People love to share their opinions, especially in this day and age where all you have to do is hop on your phone. So use that to your advantage and give them a text box. Like what was your favorite part of the event? What was your least favorite part of the event? If you're consider like, let's say you have 10 features that you've probably worked really hard to like infuse like the music, the food, the shirts, a clown, I, I don't know, you know, 10 things. Put 10 check boxes and even say like, did you notice all of these things? Mm, did you yeah. like all of these things? What did you tell? Maybe a good question is like, when you went home, what did you tell your friends about this? Um, but that kind of information, at least in my experience, you have to talk to people. You have to talk to people. You have to get their like soul and their essence to fully understand what was good about the event.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, The you know, talking to people, put your ear to the ground, really understand what people think, because most surveys, if you want them to be filled out all the way, should be what, three to five questions, you're not going to get every answer. And that's okay, but that's where you have it, you've hit the nail on the head by saying, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk to people, I'm going to put my ear on the ground, and I'm really going to understand what's making an impact and what isn't. And I think that's really important for driving that brand experience at any event. I was just at my my buddy's apartment. He just moved into Zia Sunnyside. And <laughs> the local brewery put a couple beers in the fridge to welcome the new apartment uh, people that were moving in. And I'm like, wow, you know, just little things go a long way because I ended up buying eight beers to go. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's just people, and, but how do you measure that? And so I like to talk about that, especially in the events world, because I think whether it's product marketing, whether it's event marketing, sometimes it's very hard to measure the results. You know, 40% of marketers have a hard time actually reporting against stuff like this. So I think that you, you've you shared some really valuable insights.
1: The, the other thing I was going to say that has just been, I don't know that I've done this intentionally. I I just enjoy my own events, which is why I keep throwing them is I try and catch people while we're at the event too. And if you can get right as an event director, it can be hard to get away, hire some help. I'm this year. I'm so excited. I have help. So I get to do more of this type of work, but while you're at the event and people are feeling good, go sit with them. Like, yeah, they don't need to know like you're queen of the castle. Just go sit with them and say like, hey, I work with Rocky Mountain Brew Runs or hey, I work with XYZ. How did you like the run today? How did like, oh, what are you drinking? How many beers have you had? And it can stay really conversational. But that's where I've gotten the feedback on like from vendors that are set up. They're like, oh, you're so funny. And, you're, and I didn't <laughs> think I was funny at the time, but like, oh, I had so many people. I had 20 people come up to me today okay, cool. Let me let me pull out my phone. I'm going to text that to myself. There's some numbers for me. So if you're an event planner, try and get some help. Number one, I know it's tough, but then see if you can capture people in the thick of it, or maybe like incentivize people to fill out that survey, like have a QR code on your registration tent or like throughout the festival and do the survey while they're right there and feeling good.
0: Yeah. I love it. You get it. (laughs) I think you're doing a lot of really good stuff. So I'm glad to hear that. And I want to pivot a little bit to beer feelings. So your other business, the other brand, I know you talked a little bit about, you know, the startup of beer feelings, but can you talk to me about the importance of niching down? I feel like you've really, you've really got that dialed in. And I think it's really important for other entrepreneurs to hear about that process.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for noticing (laughs) that. It's, I mean, part of the benefit of me working for these other groups, both corporate groups, other like small businesses is I've been able to see what's been very successful and has come easy to them and what has been challenging. And I'm sure there's a lovely quote about this and I'm probably going to butcher it, but if you try to be everything to everyone. You will be nothing to no one. is that that's a quote that sounds about right. <laughs> it I, sounds you're about absolutely right. it's it's about there. but it's I mean, when we're looking at the small business world, right? Like step one, make positive dollars. So you don't have to have everybody like you to make positive dollars. You could have one person like you to make the positive dollars. And especially in my journey in the beer space, I was looking around and I was like, how am I going to compete against all these beer bloggers and all these people and the brewers and the, the beer podcaster? Like there's a lot of people in the beer space. And you could say that of literally any industry, like you are not alone unless like you're inventing something new. So where you can become unique is you can be someone's everything just choose one person. So for me, I was like, okay, do I want to talk to all the humans? Do I want to talk to just men? Do I want to talk to just women? I thought, well, I resonate more with women, so let's go there. And then I said, okay, do I want to talk to all age groups of women, or do I want to talk to people like closer to my age? I, I kind of looked at who was liking my posts, and I said, oh, okay, people like me tend to like more of my stuff. So let's like let's cut that down to like twenty-five to forty-five. My age will stay a secret forever. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> but it's just you know, a
0: range. You just tell yeah, people I'm yeah. between 25 and 45.
1: <laughs> I'm in that range. And you know, and then the question's like the the further I go the the deeper I was able to dive in now being really specific like I want to focus on beer, not all beverages. I want to talk to women. I want to talk to like millennial women for the most part and I want to talk to beginners in the industry because now I have a focus and I can be there everything. There aren't many beginner beer bloggers out there that make it accessible. There are lots of beer snobs and like to them. I learn a lot from them. I love following them. But when I think about like what do I want to hear? I want to talk to somebody that knows that I'm a beginner, that doesn't like mansplain or talk down to me and I was like, okay, that's cool. And so what I've been able to find is I'm attracting more people because I'm talking like straight to their heart instead of being like, yeah, beer is made of four ingredients. Like frankly, no one cares. Well, like, okay, that's not fair. Some people care, but I'm not talking to like those people. Yeah, I'm talking to people who go into the liquor store and have an anxiety attack and that's great. And so that's, yeah, it's, It's hard to niche down and you feel like you're talking yourself out of a million dollars, but you can worry about that when you're making six figures, like let's make six figures first Yep, and then grow and then expand. Yeah.
0: The best advice I've ever gotten around that was, you know, become the mayor of the market, you know, pick, pick wherever you niche down, become the mayor of that market and then start expanding out into other markets. I love that. Yeah. So you can test, you can you can see who else might be receptive and really build up that customer base. But right now you've got to focus on that perfect customer. And I think you're doing exactly just that. I mean, you're creating a safe space for women to actually convert over from wine or liquor, whatever, whatever they're all drinking. And and be able to not feel judgment. And I love that.
1: Thank you. Thank that's I mean, mainly it's it started as a self-serving brand. I was sick of feeling stupid. I wish something like this would have been around when I was learning about beer. Me too. Because I, I was curious. Because I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. Like, this is kind of fun. But I'm scared. Like, I'm scared of asking questions. I'm sick of having anxiety. Like, can somebody just do like a cute dance? And, like, talk, like, teach me about beer. And so that, like, it all kind of comes back to what we talked about earlier is like, what resonates with you what is your truest self and then like put a magnifying glass on your chest and amplify the hell out of it like be the best solution for you because i bet there are other people like that that are having those insecurities or those fears or those questions
0: oh yeah yeah yeah, it's better to get get that out of the way early when you're still in startup mode. Figure it out. Now's the time to learn. Make mistakes, fail well, but fail fast, and and iterate. And so I think that's really sound advice. And just to pivot a little bit from Rocky Mountain Brew Runs and Beer Feelings, I'm just going to ask some general questions about you being a badass female leader and and maybe some advice that you can lend to our audience. So you're you're juggling multiple businesses, contractors, you have event attendees. What helps you stay focused on the right channels so you can market like a badass?
1: For sure. This like to be totally transparent, is the toughest thing in being a business owner is it's one thing to learn and understand concepts, it's another thing to be able to prioritize like what is going to make the biggest impact. So I this year have realized that coaching works really well for me. So I've worked with a life and mindset coach. Now I'm working with a business coach um, that just kind of helps me say, you know, like take a step back, take the emotions out of it and say things like, Natalie, you don't have any leads. Let's do that. Let's do that first. So so relying on coaching has been like my biggest aha moment and how do I figure this out as a solopreneur? Yeah. And then from a tactical standpoint, I'm a big fan of Asana. I'm a big checklist person. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I know you and I are both Asana people, which is why we get along so well, but like write down all of your thoughts or else they're just going to keep buzzing around in your head. Write them all down. When you write them down, assign them to yourself make due dates, and then before you're done with the day, either make sure that everything is done or make sure that you push it to like a catch-up day or a follow-up day.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, (laughs) I will advocate for project management tools, whether you're starting out on Trello, you're using something more advanced like ClickUp or Asana, but get, get something. There's a lot of free solutions out there. And it, it really is impactful, right? You can just create a huge backlog of, oh, here's all these things I want to implement, but I know I can only focus on two or three things at a time. So-
1: sure. And then the latest, the latest that I've done just to help me like have a little more grace um, and give myself a little bit of a break is I have all of the must-haves in Asana, right? So like, I have to get a trail permit, I have to have insurance, I have to pay my people, but like it would be even better if I could do blah, blah, blah. So I've made a big separation in my business. So Asana is for have to do. And then I have a whiteboard. I'm literally looking at it right now. It's on my back wall. It says even better. if, And whenever I have a new idea, I want to make sure I track that. So I put that on the even better if board and on I the love after- that. <laughs> I got that I got that from one of my companies. They didn't say like, Hey, we failed at this. They said it would have been even better if we did X, Y, Z. So like on there, I want to make an email strategy and I want to get on Etsy and I want to do that. And that's just on my even better if board. So when I'm planning my week, step one, look at Asana, what shit do I have to get done? And then if there's a free afternoon, let's look at the even better if board and choose the top priority there. And that's, as a business owner, has helped me stay moving forward and not just, you know, leave all of these ideas on a endless wish list. But it's a little more like anxiety friendly <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, I love
0: that. I, first of all, I love whiteboards. I don't know if you can see mine in the background. <laughs> it's temporarily on the floor because I was like sitting in front of it. And drawing funnels and process maps yesterday. So I get a little bit too into my whiteboard, but it's, it's really great. And I think I'm going to adopt your, you know, it's better if <laughs> it's better if I have a lot, you know, a lot more money, uh, more contractors, <laughs> more support, you know, but I, I love that. I think it's almost like a vision board for your business.
1: For sure. And then it gets all the ideas out of your brain. Like, as a solopreneur, or even if you're working with a business partner, like you are going to be your best friend and your best idea generator, and also your worst critic and like the biggest stickler. And the minute you can get those ideas out of your head, then you can go into action mode and to figuring out how do I get all of this done instead of, oh yeah, I need to remember I have a newsletter due today and I need to do seven social posts and, 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 like knock that out, free up your brain space. You can like, you're more valuable than being a checklist in your brain. Let a piece of paper do that. You don't need to do that.
0: Hell yeah! A standing ovation for Natalie Jones, everyone. That's amazing. I mean, really, it's taken me into into my thirties to figure that kind of stuff out. It's like get it twenty five to forty
1: five, Kristen. Twenty five to
0: forty five. <laughs> Sorry, let me clarify. <laughs> so I, I love that. I think that's very sound advice. So if if you are if you're looking to to grow your business, the the business coach, I would definitely recommend. I mean. That is huge. And you've got to find the right one. You know, there's no perfect business coach for literally everyone or someone might have, you know, Hey, I'm a business coach, but they might not be a good fit. And, and it took me a while to find one. And I've been with him for about a year and a half. And wow. I mean, I've accelerated like crazy. And I think people are sometimes scared to make that investment, but It's really an investment in yourself. So I love that you touched on that because I think it's really important as you're growing, just to have somebody to validate some of your, some of your thoughts and say, either you're not taking enough risk or holy shit, you need to dial it back. What the hell? How
1: are you going to get all this done? Absolutely. And that's, and coaching could be, like I said, like I've had two different coaches at the, like when I first started with the coaching realm, it was really important for me to have a mindset coach to figure out like, how do I make sure I'm taking care of myself? Like so much of what I'm doing. And that's kind of the theme of my business is like, I help people become the best versions of themselves. Oh, that beer is kicking in. (laughs) Um, I'll take another
0: sip so I can project to you. Please,
1: please do. This is an imperial stuff. This was a mistake. I mean, it wasn't a mistake. It's on <laughs> brand. It's on brand. This is a marketing day. I said, we're going to do creative work today instead of accounting. That's
0: right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. Today is not a numbers day after this. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Yeah. This is all like, I'll write some surveys. It'll be great. <laughs> but so it's important for me to start with a mindset and a life coach and they have, they have a million different names. Like yours could be a therapist. Yours could be like, it could be woo woo. It could be sciencey. Like, but that was important for me to start, like, get your shit together in yourself. And then once I felt like I had a handle on that, I was like, okay, I'm feeling pretty great about myself. And it's not just beer. (laughs) And now (laughs) I really need somebody to talk to me about business. And I really need a mentor there. And I was one of the people that I was like, people who hire coaches can't figure it out. Like they must be lazy or they must be like not driven. They must have something like, I'm not like that. I'm not like them. Right.
0: Like, oh, something's broken.
1: Right. And I don't want to admit that I can't figure it out by myself. So I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep grinding. But then... Once more, I've turned to my family and friends. And what I realized is when you play soccer as a little kid, you have a coach. And when you go to school, like we call them teachers, but they're really education coaches. And you go to college and you have professors, like all through life, you have mentors and guides. Why should entrepreneurship be different? And the minute that I realized that, and it changed my mindset, I have an open mind. I love my business coach. She's She gives me hugs and is also a hard ass. And that's exactly like that's what I needed in a coach is to be fluffed up sometimes and also Mm -hmm. to be told, like, stop it. Why aren't you selling right now? (laughs) Like, you you need to make some money. Get to it. I love that.
0: Yeah. I think you just framed it perfectly. So for anybody out there that doesn't have a business coach, go out there and get one. Don't be embarrassed. It's not a shameful thing. And a
1: lot of people have them, they just don't tell you that they have them.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I love that you brought that up. I'm going to ask one more question and then I want to jump into more of a lightning round after this. So let me pick the best one here. I would say, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone that maybe they're in startup mode and they're pre revenue, they're wanting to figure out if they can turn their idea or hobby into a business? What advice would you give?
1: First of all, I love the term pre-revenue. It it resonates <laughs> a lot with me this year. I I would say try it. Just go try it. Try it in a way that you feel comfortable. Like for sure, like don't well, maybe sell your house to do it if that makes you feel comfortable. I would not feel comfortable, <laughs> but if there's any way that you can dip your toes in the water to test the market. My biggest learning through 2020 is I'm really great at creating products that I think are spectacular and no one else gets. So get something in front of people. It might not be perfect. My first product with beer feelings was literally a white six-pack holder. It was made out of cardboard. It looked like shit and it had a sticker on it. And I tried it and I learned from it. And that's beer feelings could not have happened if it didn't and that's i have i have all these little sticky notes you guys can't see my hands but i'm making like a circle with my hands but i have all of these sticky notes around my computer monitor to remind me and i was listening i think it was the i love marketing podcast if i remember correctly and joe polish said look at the cost of inaction and that one stuck with me like if you have this idea sure it could amount to be nothing like that's that's very possible But it could also be your million dollar idea. So each week that you're delaying that, you're costing yourself money. So look at the cost of inaction. Like, what could you be missing out on? Like, get over yourself, drink a beer, go try it. And then as long as you're learning, it's worth it.
0: Hell yeah. I I think that's amazing advice. And I, I will preach that all day. Iterate. Just put something out and iterate. People want to build something up until it's a unicorn, but that's just not how life happens. You have to get out there. You have to be willing to make a mistake because oftentimes that's when you learn the most.
1: And like, for example, when I did the shitty six pack holder, (laughs) I, the issues that I thought were like glaring that I was really embarrassed about when I launched that product, no one gave a shit about, no one cared. About any of the things I was fussing over, they had different problems. And so because I was able to put that out, I can now pivot and I can now, like, I didn't think the packaging mattered. And now what I've learned in Beer Feelings is, like, the packaging is money. Like, people buy these Beer Feelings kits because they look sexy and it's an experience opening, but I never would have known had I put out this quirky little (laughs)
0: six-pack. I I love love it. it. Well, your beer feelings package must look really good because somebody stole my package after it got delivered to my apartment in Denver. So No, they didn't. Yeah. I was so sad, I'm, but that's okay. I'm going to wait for your spring package to come out, and I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one for everybody on the team once your spring package comes out. Oh, my gosh. Did we just become best friends? Uh, I think Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I love this. This is my favorite. I'm like, what? Oh my god, this is my favorite podcast. Why didn't I have Natalie on months ago? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's do a quick lightning round, and then we can we can wrap this up. Okay, uh, you're going to have about five to ten seconds to answer each question. I've got five for you, and I didn't give you a pre-read, so apologies. You're just going to have honest. to wing it.
1: I'm yeah, going to wing it. Totally. Got to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs>
0: that's right. All right. <clears throat> Ready? Ready. What's your favorite snack with your beer? Um, Cheez-Its. If you could be a beer, what
1: beer would you be and why? I would be like very specifically, Diebold came out with this hibiscus Saison last summer. That's what I want to be. It's like, it's a fun and flirty girl at the party.
0: Love it. Yeah, mine would be sipping pretty. But anyways, uh, I think that's a good one. <laughs>
1: What kind of music gets
0: you pumped up before or during your race events? Green Day.
1: Green Day.
0: Love it. And what is your favorite beer? Or is that the hibiscus one?
1: That's like the meanest question of all. So I don't know. It's There's there's a beer that got... This is going to be more than 10 seconds, but I'm going to make it as short as I can. There's a beer that got away in my life. It's called Brom Bear. Or Brahm beer. Um, it's by Odell. If anyone from Odell is listening, I will literally pay you to bring this beer back. It's a back. It's a blackberry goza. So it's tart. It's salty. It's sweet. It's perfection. When you see this on the shelves, because I'm sure they're going to listen to this podcast and say like, "Oh, this Natalie goddess asked for this back. Let's build it right now." Hell oh, um, yes. Yeah. Buy it. Buy Braun Beer. Buy Odell Brewing Company. It is fabulous. It will change your life and your beer perspective.
0: I love it. That's a good plug for Odell. Too. Are you, <laughs> if you're listening, you know, we're, we're really down to do a tasting. If
1: you want to send any, we both yeah. live in Denver. Odell Brewing Company, we're accepting sponsors for the 2021 season.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. One more lightning round question. What is your favorite game played at the brew runs?
1: Ooh, I like the mystery challenge because literally how I come up with them is I drink a beer the night before and I'm like, what wacky stuff can I make people do? (laughs) So that's, I can't tell you what they are. So if you want to know about the mystery challenge, just come to an event. You're going to have a glorious time. We're going to do some like fitness beer games. Sign up for the mystery challenge though. It's always yes. weird in the best way.
0: Oh, I love it. I can't wait to see this in action. Your first event is in May. And in closing, I just want to give you the opportunity to talk about some specific you know, resources that you're going to provide for our audience.
1: For sure. So for everybody listening, if you just head to beerfeelings.com slash badass, I'm going to put everything that you need to know about all things Natalie Jones just on one page for you. So again, fear feelings and feelings has an S at the end.com slash badass. Um, I'll go ahead and throw some information on upcoming events. We have a very lively action packed 2021 season. We have themed runs. We have dog runs. We have different run formats. If you're looking for something virtual, I'll put that up there too. For beer feelings specifically, last week we launched our Summer Beer Feelings Relaxation Kit. So it is everything that you need to have the ultimate, like, bougie, relaxing. That was... You guys, the beer kicked in. So just... (laughs) Relaxing. There we go. Well, like you said, this is honest. To have the ultimate relaxing beer night at home. So that just launched for summer is all about like having a hot girl summer and glowing. Yes. Up. Um but yeah all you need to know, all you need to remember from this whole episode is beerfeelings.com slash badass. I'll throw in some discounts for you guys too since I love Kristen. I love her followers and it's worth giving back. Well we appreciate it.
0: Love the love, Natalie. You are awesome. I'm really proud of your growth, even just in the past few months that we've gotten to know each other. And I can't wait to see what you accomplish next. So thank you so much. And for those listening, follow us on Apple or Spotify or go to marketlikeabadass.media for the latest episodes of Market Like a Badass and to find the show notes from today's podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon.